Good morning, everybody, and welcome to your D1T5 for Wednesday morning, September 16th. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into the most important things you need to know from in and around college athletics in five minutes or less. Exiting Tulsa Athletic Director Derek Rags' tenure is officially over at the end of business tomorrow. As for the Golden Hurricane situation moving forward, the Tulsa World's Bill Hasten identifies former Athletic Director Rick Dixon as a possibility, as well as current Faculty Athletics Representative Adrian Boucher, or a dual leadership structure with Executive Associate Athletic Director for Compliance and Senior Roman Administrator Chris Troster and Senior Associate AD for Administration Brian Sislow. As for a permanent solution, the search for Greg's successor will begin after the trustees finalize a decision on the president. The Chicago Tribune Steady Greenstein reported at 8 p.m. Central that still no vote had been taken by Big Ten leaders on a return to competition. From the Detroit Free Press's Chris Solari, quote, On Tuesday evening, Michigan State President Samuel Stanley addressed members of the football program in a Zoom video conference call, and while Stanley did not reveal any news on when the season might begin, multiple people who participated in the call said Stanley expected to provide an update soon. USC football student-athletes sent a letter to California Governor Gavin Newsom, which reads in part, quote, The current reality is that there are too many restrictions imposed by state and local public health officials in California that prevent us from resuming practices and competitions. From the onset of this pandemic, the Pac-12 has rightfully and responsibly maintained that their decisions would be based on science, and now it appears that the science and technology have turned in favor of playing. Let's find a way to say yes. Please let us play. A similar note was sent to Oregon Governor Kate Brown from Oregon football student-athlete Tyler Shuck, quote, I know we cannot operate in a bubble and nothing is guaranteed. We simply want answers, clarity, and the opportunity to opt in. We feel it is safe to play. The MAC is considering a proposal for a football restart in February with an eight-game schedule starting February 20th per sources. Some games could be played on weeknights to help avoid overlap with the men's basketball tournament. From the Toledo Blade, quote, ESPN remains a key player in the talks to resume football during the 2020-2021 school year. On the hoop season, Big Sky Commissioner Tom Wickstrow, quote, There will be basketball this season. I can't tell them exactly when it's going to start or how many games they're going to play, or will there be fans in the stands or not. I don't know that. But not only as a conference, but as a whole association, we're committed to getting basketball going. We're committed to having it around the country, committed to an NCAA tournament. We're certainly committed to a Big Sky tournament. Wickstrow says the league is exploring regionally-based sites such as Las Vegas to allow a team to play three or four games over five days in a controlled environment, saying, quote, that's all under consideration right now for the non-conference schedule, especially if people are going to lose games. USA Today's Dan Wilkin continues to wonder why Big Ten and Pac-12 officials have received more criticism than the schools and coaches essentially bragging about herd immunity, saying, quote, maybe the imminent ability to conduct daily testing is what saves this whole enterprise. Within the next month, it seems, most schools will have the ability to do rapid testing at their facility that will allow them to see on a daily basis whether someone is carrying COVID-19. If the Big Ten actually pulls that off, they may end up having a smoother ride with fewer cases than the leagues that are already playing. But instead of scrutinizing schools that had COVID-19 run rampant through their teams, the Big Ten bore the brunt of the criticism simply for being cautious and deliberate. How screwed up is that? For last weekend's ESPN College Game Day setup, Wake Forest sold roughly 1,000 cutouts, which went for $120 for placement near the field or $60 for higher up the berm. More than a dozen corporate sponsors and athletic partners had their brands displayed on tarps covering the empty stands, some of which were sold, some of which were make goods for lost games. Deacons also had a drive-in spot for fans near the stadium. Athletic Director John Curry saying, quote, It took incredible collaboration from a lot of folks in a short amount of time, and most of what we're doing had never been done before here. It was a reminder of how college athletics brings people together. In return to action notes, on Tuesday, Delaware announced 36 student-athletes tested positive for the virus among 600 who returned to campus over the past two weeks. 
Maryland football, plus 12 other programs are back to activities, with seven programs still paused. West Virginia invokes the Family Rights and Privacy Act to deny FOIA requests for the final report from the investigation into former football assistant coach Vic Koenig's separation from the school. Further, WVU and Koenig agreed not to make or disseminate any statement that materially disparages the other. The Mountaineers will pay Koenig $24,663 every two weeks from August 1st to January 31st of 2021, and then $9,600 every two weeks from February 1st to the end of February of 2022 which is when his WPU contract was to end. The San Diego Union Tribune's Mark Seigler and Kirk Kenny on San Diego State's decision to play football home games in Carson. Quote, SDSU stands to lose substantial game day revenue by moving up the interstate to Carson, but and might be on the hook for even greater costs to operate and maintain a 53-year-old concrete monstrosity in SDCCU Stadium. Aztecs Athletic Director John David Wicker supports that notion, saying, quote, once we were able to get into the stadium and look at it after the sale, they basically haven't maintained it in six months. It would have cost us a significant amount of money to get the stadium ready to play, unquote. Further, there were too many scheduling and refitting issues with Petco Park to make it a viable option. And that is all for your D1 Teen 5 for Wednesday morning, September 16th. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. If you are not currently subscribed to D1 Teen 5, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we'll see you this afternoon.